At 4ZZZ, we acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we broadcast. We pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging of the Turbul and Jagera people. We acknowledge that their sovereignty over this land was never ceded. And we stand in solidarity with them. You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. Amplifying the trans and gender non-conforming voices of Brisbane and beyond. Hello, hello, you're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. Uh, my name is Ez, I use he, him pronouns. My name is Sev, I use he, they pronouns. And today we're joined in the studio with some gorgeous guests. Please, gorgeous guests, introduce yourselves. Hi, my name's Archie and I use they, them pronouns. Hi, my name is Aurora and I use she, her pronouns. Yay! Guests! We've already announced who they are, so I don't get to tease it, tease everyone this, <laughs> this morning, but that's cool. That's right, they're both experts in tease. We've got plenty more to come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and usually with Transmission, first up we talk about the week in community events and news. Sev, what have we got this week? So, very exciting. Coming up this week, we have the Trans Community Awards. Now, these are the awards for 2022. They were unfortunately postponed last year. So, this is at 275 George Street, Brisbane CBT. And this is on Friday, March 31st, which is Transgender Day of Visibility from 6 p.m. You're invited to come and celebrate the Queensland trans, gender diverse, non-binary, sister girl and brother boy communities while we acknowledge the members of these communities and all that they do. The Trans Community Awards is a night of celebration to celebrate Transgender Day of Visibility. It's proudly brought to you by Many Genders, One Voice. Trophies are sponsored by the Queensland Council for LGBTI Health. And uh, yeah, really, really excited for this event. We're all going to be there. Hope a lot of you will join us there too. And uh, particularly excited that this event will be hosted by the one and only Archie Arsenic. That's oh. me. <laughs> like, who's that? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> uh, we also have coming up is Access All Areas, which is this Sunday, April 2nd at the Triffid. I'm going to push a thing that makes it sound a little fancy. 4ZZZ invites you to Access All Areas, a fundraiser to improve accessibility at the 4ZZZ studios. The lineup includes artists of all abilities. Darren Hanlon. Doggy Heaven. Locust Revival. The Double Happiness. Adele and the Chandeliers. Luna Dirt. Tralala Blip. Dave and the Mud Crabs. And DJ Sets from Belle Nouvelle. Live music, Zed Merch, Raffles and Hydration. What more could you want? Access all areas at the Triffid. Sunday, April 2nd from 12.30. Spare a thought for immunocompromised folks and wear a mask if you're able to. Help us make Triple Z a space for everyone. Get your tickets from Mosh Ticks now. Just search Access All Areas for Triple Z. Yeah, that's right. Access all areas this Sunday at the Triffid fundraiser to help make 4ZZZ more accessible. Woo. We want all sorts of things and fancy fancy stuff. So come, please help us build a better studio, help us make our building more accessible. We love this building. It has a lot of history, but, you know, way back when it was just really not helpful to a lot of folks. So please come along to access all areas at the, at the Triffid this Sunday. Yeah. All right, and also coming up, we have Persistence 2.0. This is at the Bearded Lady West End uh, on Thursday, April 6th at 7 p.m. 
So we've got Exit Stage Z, 4 Z, Young Henry's and the Bearded Lady presents Persistence, a brand new nightclub celebrating the best of Mianjin queer and gender diverse DJs and bands. Mianjin queers and allies get on down to the Bearded Lady on Thursday, April 6th for Persistence 2.0, featuring Scraps, Lalka and DJ ne- Nejmer? I don't know. Uh, Nej. Nej? Hell yeah. Uh, tickets available on the door and online through Eventbrite. Free entry for First Nations attendees and trans, black, indigenous and people of colour attendees. You! Yeah, that's a fun one. I've been, I went to their first event and they had Dancing Water perform. It was an absolute epic night. It was wonderful. And yeah, I, the Bearded Lady, the Bearded have like great, really great spaces. So if you're into that, West End, April 6th. And we've got some news that we're all going to be discussing now. Is that correct? Absolutely. Look, we've got a lot of news to get through in trans, gender-diverse, non-binary affecting news over the last couple of weeks. It has been an intense one. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are going to barrel through this because we're going to have a lot of opinions. Mm -hmm. Let's just get the facts out there to start with and uh, we'll move on from there. So... We have some updates on the last couple of weeks of Kelly Jane Keane's anti-trans tour around Australia and New Zealand. We have spoken about this person, unfortunately, at some length, and I'm really looking forward to never giving them any more oxygen in my life. But they're a prominent anti-trans demonstrator, far-right aligned grifter. Uh, who <laughs> has been touring Australia and New Zealand with a series of protest rallies under the title Let Women Speak, which have been peddling increasingly unhinged anti-trans rhetoric. And as a result, the Sikh Heil salute will be banned in Victoria after a group of about 30 neo-Nazi members of the National Socialist Network, who stated they were there to act as a vanguard for the Let Women Speak speakers, joined Kelly Jenkins' Melbourne rally and repeatedly performed the Nazi salute. Yeah, pretty gross. I mean, it's amazing that it wasn't already banned, but here we are. Yeah, At I least thought it some would be. Taken. <laughs> I said, well, Victoria were the first place to ban the swastika, so it took taking them a little while to catch up, but here we are. That has, that has happened. Um, Victorian Liberal MP Moira Deeming has just avoided being expelled from Parliamentary Liberal Party, instead receiving a nine-month suspension after attending the rally in Melbourne. This, however, has already gotten controversial over the last 24 hours. The assurances that she gave to the party she immediately jumped on twitter to deny those assurances and party members of hers have been calling her out this morning suggesting that that nine month suspension will still be under review and if it seems that her views and uh, alignments haven't changed that she may not be welcome to return to the party so please keep uh, telling everyone exactly who you are (laughs) (laughs) reform's doing really well let's hope (laughs) Uh, Melbourne activist legal support have released a statement of concern after the rally in Nam, stating that Mal's asserts that VicPol failed to consider or uphold any of its numerous obligations to prevent discriminatory or prejudice-motivated acts towards trans and gender-diverse people and its policing of the rallies on Saturday afternoon. In fact, Mal's observed that the policing itself constituted biased and discriminatory actions on the part of VicPol. Mal's also raises several specific areas of concern around the misuse of capsicum spray, incidents of excessive force and mistreatment of legal observers. These are detailed in their statement of concern that we shall post on our socials soon. 
Yeah. Um, on the Canberra leg of Keane's hate tour, whilst KJK was speaking to her crowd, Senator Lydia Thorpe, wearing the Aboriginal flag, approached the marquee with calls of, you're not welcome here. Security and police grabbed, shoved, and then pulled the senator to the ground, whilst the anti-trans demonstrators ironically chanted, let women speak, championing the rhetoric of an English far-right-aligned grifter over the words of a First Nations woman and senator. In a statement, the Australian Federal Police said the incident would be reviewed. Yeah, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what to say about that one? But the escalating movement of counter-protests from LGBTQIA plus community and allies reached a climax in Auckland when thousands of protesters demonstrated against KJK. After being pelted with eggs, having tomato juice poured on her, and being unable to be heard over the sound of the protest, KJK fled the scene surrounded by security. Protester Eli Rabashkin, who poured tomato juice over KJK, has said it was to represent the blood of trans people and that they wanted KJK to know that her words are blood. Numerous prominent anti-trans figures have since circulated a close-up photo from that rally of Kelly J. Keane that appears to show her being grabbed by the throat and having a silver object held to her neck, citing the extreme violence of trans rights activists. Uh, in one of the most transparent attempts to spread misinformation, as uh, very quickly debunked with multiple angles of footage and photos, all showing the hand belonging to her own security guard, and the silver object in the hand to be a phone that she was speaking on. So far to our knowledge, KJK <laughs> has not attempted to correct this narrative at all, but prominent anti-trans spokespeople, including she who must not be named, uh, <laughs> have all spread this narrative to their millions of followers. Yeah. I always mistake my phone next to my head as someone else holding a knife. Same. Every yeah. morning. <laughs> every morning. You're just like talking on the phone. Ah! Ah! Oh! Ha ha. Ha ha. It's Jokes my phone. Me. It's just me. <laughs> but yeah, Kelly J.K. was forced to leave that rally early without speaking. Police advised her to go home. She had announced she was cutting the tour short and did not visit Wellington on Sunday. However, thousands of trans rights supporters still turned out in Wellington to celebrate the trans community and let them know TERFs aren't welcome here. Aww. Uh, I just like, think she said good. that um, where she was was the worst place she'd been to, and I'm like, ha oh, ha, challenge accepted. I love that New Zealand Let's, uh, said, hold my beer. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Uh, absolutely outrageous and look I think the thing that's really really important to note off the back of this that in every single step of that tour the anti-trans protesters were outnumbered at every turn and it just got more and more support from the trans rights Mm -hmm. group and like we just need to remember that I know that we've all been dealing with a lot you know shout out to literally everyone in the trans community and all of those who are coming to terms with themselves now and faced with the extreme weight of hatred, public discourse, pressure. That all, I mean, I know that I, somebody very confident and comfortable in myself and my journey, I have been taking so much psychic damage over the last couple of weeks. I think we all have. It's impossible. Even if all you do is see support and trans people and our allies posting about their support, it's still constant and flooding and reminds us just how much of a fight we have so please look to everybody out there we know it's hard it's really hard and we're all rooting for you please make sure that you are taking care of yourself and reach out for support you have community both in person and online there are services and supports please take that extra little bit of care of yourself if you have access to therapists counselors make some extra time 
please just recognize that we are we are taking on and holding a lot right now and it's okay to need help it's okay to be to be struggling and also there's a lot of community supports in place if you're unable to access some of those more financially difficult to access services over the next couple of days i'm going to attempt to uh, post up some things on the transmission socials just so you'll have access to support lines and uh, local charities and services yeah I'm just going to rattle off this last piece of news here. A recent published study found that over 2,800 gender-affirming surgeries for over 1,900 individual patients performed between 2016 and 2021, only six patients, which is 0.3%, requested reversal of surgery or transition back their sex slash gender presumed at birth. This 0.3% is lower than many other types of elective surgery, such as gastric bypass, which has a 2% rate of reversal. When regret does occur, the researchers state that it is important to distinguish between normal post-operative distress, temporary forms of grief and regret, and regret due to societal repercussions, surgical outcomes, or gender identity. To mitigate the occurrence of any form of regret, the researchers recommend that a care environment affirms a surgical goals, surgical goals without judgment and destigmatizes the role of mental health in the surgical process. So this is some further evidence to support that our surgeries for trans and gender diverse folk are necessary and that not every, there's, you know, there's no such thing as 100%, but holy cow, 0.3% is a very small mm. window of regret. So that's, that's I incredible. I noticed the only time that we medicalize the idea of regret, it's when it's controlling women's bodies and trans people's bodies. Otherwise, regret is not a thing we, we medicalize. You know, you're allowed to want a large breast augmentation if you're a cis woman. And many regret it. Mm. Some regret it. And you're allowed to then get a reduction again. Um, well, I've had several surgeries on my body. And um, after I had, I had a, um, a tummy tuck, a breast lift and a breast reduction from a double F cup to an A cup. And I felt like Frankenstein's monster for ages looking at my body. Like I just looked in the mirror and I couldn't connect what I was seeing. And there was a lot of regret for quite a while before I started getting used to my body and then slowly changing it over time mm. and things like that. So, and that's super common. Super it's common. super common to regret it for a while first. And because you look at in the mirror and you see something else and it just doesn't connect. And that, uh, like, they talk, there's support networks for that. But it's only an issue when it's about trans people. Yeah. Love policing our bodies. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> QLife is Australia's first nationally oriented counselling and referral service for lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender and intersex or LGBTI people. QLife provides peer-supported telephone and web-based services to diverse people of all ages. They help callers with a range of issues relating to sexuality and gender, including coming out, as well as more general issues such as relationship problems. So remember, you can call the QLife line daily from 5.30pm till 10.30pm on 1800 184 527. And for online chat and support, go to qlife.org.au. You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. My name is Ez, and I'm hanging out in studio with... Hey, I'm Sev. I use he, they pronouns. My name is Aurora, and I use she, her pronouns. And my name's Archie, and I use they, them pronouns. Yes, and we're talking about the fact that this week, 
on Friday, March 31st, is Trans Day of Visibility, and here we are being visible. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Look at me Hi. on the radio. <laughs> Hi, Mom. <laughs> it's one of the most exciting things about being here on Transmission is having a platform and being able to amplify the voices of other trans, gender diverse, non-binary people. Also get to reach transgender gender diverse non-binary people out there in the community who maybe haven't met somebody to talk to haven't sat down and spoken to members of their trans community yet it's really important that we can be here reaching out to them and i'm really really excited to be talking about this today in this company because my own personal journey of gender it's been a long a really long one and it took me a long time to even be able to put words to it and start unpacking and understanding but i was really lucky to have some great people in my community already like showing great solidarity and support for other people, being great trailblazers, being great advocates, and being great inspirations. And two of them are sitting in the studio with us today. I love that segue. Like, oh. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> Seb's getting good at it now. Yeah. <laughs> Both Archie and Aurora I've had the privilege of knowing for a number of years now. And um, the way you both not only live your lives fiercely, but also are fierce performers who share so much joy and visibility with the community. It's really important, it's really prominent, and it reaches a lot of people, and it's more than just creating great art. And like, I just wanna thank you both for everything that you do, and for living your lives so proudly and fiercely, and just being rad. Thank you. <laughs> so I would love to ask yes. you, what does TDOV, Trans Day of Visibility, what does it mean to you this year, at this stage of your journey? Um, so it does mean a lot to me because like every day for me, I'm visible. I am a proud six foot six trans woman and it's so good to have a, like a day that like there is more like visibility for us, but it needs to be more like every day needs to be visible. We should encourage that visibility, celebrate that visibility yeah. all year round. Absolutely. One day a year for allies to be like, yeah, we see you. Okay, cool. Now see us stand it's like up for yeah. us and respect okay us day, The one day they'll ask you if you're okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly that. Archie, what about you? Yeah, it's... um, I mean, I'm very gun-ho as it is. Like, if anyone told me that my sister wasn't my sister, I'd get into a fist fight. Um, and win. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. I'm not little. <laughs> um... But it's wonderful because I've changed so much. You know, when I first came out, I was a tiny Twinkie-looking thing that um, was, you know, bunny quotes passable and had my chest cut off, all that jazz, and I could easily pass either way. Whereas now I've gotten bigger and I've filled out and absolutely love my body and it's actually thanks to people like you who've encouraged me to do that and because I look a lot more feminine now it's easy to sometimes just be like oh I'm just a woman you know I I just look like one I pass like one I've got that privilege so a day that recognizes us is huge and it forces other people to see that we are here because uh, it's easy to be in my queer little bubble around the safety of my queer family all the time. And then I go into society and go, oh, that's right, straight people exist. And they're actually the majority. <laughs> and I, and it, it's hard to remember that sometimes. So to have a day, I wish there was more, but it is special. 
and I'm honoured to be part of the awards ceremony as well. Yeah. Absolutely. And, like, I, I just really want to touch on something you said because I hear you and I feel you. I, I spend so much time surrounded by queers and in community, and it didn't take long at all for my entire community to get very on board with my gender identity, with respecting me, with using my pronouns. And the moment I step into just just the city, just any area of cis-het predominance, I... I'm confronted with the fact that, oh, that's right, people still look at me and immediately see a woman mm. when it's just not a thing I even have to think about in 95% of my yeah, life now. because we've surrounded ourselves <laughs> by our family and our community. And the people who do see us every day. And, and a nice little bubble. Yeah. But there's something you said about, you know, that there is some privilege in that. And sometimes for safety, like, and just ease, I totally understand. But I think it's so important to recognise, like, there's no privilege in erasure. No. Like, there... It's it's only a privilege in that it f- can be safer. Yeah, I can, uh, I can be safe appearing the way I do. Yeah. And it's so important that our allies recognise that. You know, it's not that we're wishy-washy or that non-binary has to look any particular way or anything like that. It's because sometimes it's literally safer. Mm-hmm. You will receive less pushback. Even just my desire to tell people what my pronouns actually are has resulted in aggressive pushback from assholes who don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not worth it. And that gets exhausting. So TDOV is an amazing opportunity for us to be able to show everybody, like, trans can look like anything. Mm-hmm. Anybody. I was having a conversation recently with a lead singer from a band, a local Brisbane band, and we were chatting about how their kids are, all their kids identify as non-binary or gender non-conforming. Uh, all three of their kids, and they're so happy about it. They love it. It's fantastic. And I was talking about GNC and exactly what that means. And I realized that a lot of like cis heteronormative society doesn't understand gender nonconforming. So I'll just quickly break it down. Gender nonconforming is if you're looking at gender in a very black and white sense. There's the man and woman. Then what gender nonconforming is is neither of those two very specific categories feel right to you. That's gender nonconforming. That's also part of the trans community, to be to recognize I don't feel like a, in quotation, societally expected cis white man or whatever, and cis white, I use color in here too, because color is important, you know, so that if you don't fit in with those things, then you're, you're not conforming to that. You are non-conforming, you are gender non-conforming. So not to say there is a huge spectrum of how you can identify and, and, and gender and how you feel, because funnily enough, everything in the world is diverse and based on color, color wheels, but for why are we doing that with gender? You can't just have two things. It just it doesn't make sense. It's so narrow, so limiting. I thought humans were more expansive than that. It was nah. one of the most incredible <laughs> things a, a very cool demonstrator in New Zealand said over the, the weekend with the protests was that, you know, the New Zealand way of life has never been so boring as to believe in fitting in the binary. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to click on that. <laughs> now, on... TDOV, Brisbane will be hosting the Transgender Community Awards. Mm -hmm. Um, And Archie, you will be hosting that event. Yes, I will be. I was stoked to be asked. It's it's really special. I've also been nominated for Non-Binary Person of the Year. Yeah. And congratulations. Thank you. And that's special (laughs) to me because as I've gotten bigger, I look more womanly. And that internal part of me was like, oh, I'm just a poser now. 
I'm just a woman. I, I'm not actually non-binary. And, and I'm like, hang on a second. But Sev is one of my favourite people. And I love other chubby people. So why don't I love myself this way? And I guess, like, I grew my hair out hoping I would like it. Thank God I shaved it off again. Um, (laughs) I feel like I've got my mojo back. But, like, I'm disabled, so I can't be out in the community a heck of a lot. So my medium is social media. So the fact that the community has seen how much I do try and how much I try to share resources and how much I try to be part of the community and share it. That was incredibly humbling. And then to be asked to host it, I was, yeah, gobsmacked. So I'll be hosting and performing and there's a whole range of categories, which is amazing. So, you know, trans man, trans woman, brother boy, sister girl, non-binary. So it caters to to everybody and it's just there as a a celebration of the work that we've all put in it's incredible and i understand there's also categories for like organization of the year activist of the year event i'm I'm kind of aware that there isn't a category for an event of the year because i got nominated for that one oh heck yeah Um, for an event i produced last year for international non-binary day i Um, love that uh, fruit got uh, nominated for oh, heck an yeah. award. So I'm I look forward very, to reading that out. I'm very, very excited I'll to be there. I'll try not to be biased. <laughs> <laughs> it's my first time attending the awards, oh, so yeah. I'm really, really excited yeah, same about here. that. I'm, I'm also first time. I'm pretty sure Ez is actually. also nominated yes. for an award. Yes, I'm, I'm nominated in uh, for Activist of the Year. Heck yeah. Um, Incredible. And Transmission is nominated for uh, Group of the Year as well. I love that. So, yeah. yeah. Look at us. Yeah. Sitting here talking about the award ceremony we're all at. Yeah. <laughs> <And> all <in. laughs> I'm just gonna... going for a good time. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm yeah. not nominated, but I'm happy. I, I've invited a bunch of people being like, come just celebrate with us, you know. Amplifying the voices of the trans and gender non-conforming community of Mianjin, Brisbane and beyond. Transmission on 4ZZZ brings you the latest in trans community news, music and events. Every Tuesday from 9am till 10am, join our team of hosts for an hour of celebrating the unique perspectives of the trans community. Transmission, Tuesday mornings from 9am till 10am on 4ZZZ. You're listening to Transmission on 4ZZZ. My name is Ez, I use he, him pronouns. My name's Sev, I use he, they pronouns. My name is Aurora and I use she, her pronouns. And my name's Archie and I use they, them pronouns. Whew, amazing. So... We have TDOV, Trans Day Visibility, coming up on Friday. We're all excited for the Trans Mm -hmm. Community Awards, hosted by the lovely Archie Arsenic. The one and only. Now, if you are looking to attend that event, I understand that there are still some tickets available. You can go to the Many Genders One Voice website or socials and find your ticket links there. Please come join us for an incredible night of celebrating our trans community. And look, in the weight of everything that we have gone through in the last few weeks... In the last very long few years, with extreme pushback against trans rights, uh, we want to talk a little bit about trans joy. Joy! The most important part of visibility. (laughs) Don't just be here for our struggles. Be here for our joy. Um, And part of that is talking about euphoria, gender euphoria, something that I feel really passionately about sharing because gender euphoria was really the way I was able to identify my own transness because I wasn't really 
comfortable with understanding how my dysphoria felt. Uh, I have a lot of mental health problems, physical health problems, and neurodiversity to the point where I couldn't really identify where Bingo. my weird feelings were coming mm -hmm. from ding, about ding, ding, my ding. body. <laughs> but the first time I experienced gender euphoria and joy was getting into masculine drag and really feeling myself for and the you're very a legend first time. at it. Oh, Thank God, you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so, in the spirit of trans joy and euphoria, our darling guests, Archie and Aurora, I would love to hear from you. What's, what's something joyful and euphoric that has been in your life recently? Give us some trans joy, please. <laughs> um, so I definitely have something big on my chest to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it will be six months in three days that I got my breast augmentation done. Congratulations. Yay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. How are you uh, feeling? I feel amazing. I love them so much. Like every time I wake up, I find my hands on my boobs. Be like, oh. How did you get there? <laughs> it just, I remember like just waking up out of anesthetic and I was just like kept touching them and I was smiling. Like as soon as I got them done, I just knew that like, yeah, I'm going to be a raging, not nice person anymore because I look this hot. So <laughs> <laughs> you cannot tell me otherwise. But like, I love them so much. It just confirms that I am on the right track. I am where I want to be. And that I love myself. Beautiful. And that's you look so, amazing. Like, weird to I, me because I, I did it before. I can see that love for yourself in you. You're glowing the way you've been mm -hmm. moving through the spaces that we share recently. The joy that comes from finding yourself and embodying yourself, it's, it's palpable. Like, yeah. Uh, Archie, mm. is there anything for you yeah, recently? Yeah, so I've been on a huge journey. I was very, very tiny. And I wanted to get rid of my hips and I wanted to get rid of my boobs and I wanted to get rid of any curve I had so then I could look masculine, which is the binary definition of. And I finally went on antidepressants and I gained 20 kilos in three months. And then I changed medication. Then over the last few years, I've gained another 20 kilos. But funnily enough, like my, my chest has grown back after having them removed. And um, I actually love myself the most now. I love I that. I love being a chubby bicon. Um, <laughs> chubby bicon, <laughs> bicon yes. Yes. Chubby bicon, non-binary. I think there's, a, there's and, an episode um, title there now. And <laughs> I... Like, trademark it now, because that's going to be yeah. stolen. Yeah, so literally. Um, and it's funny, I feel like, and especially since I cut my hair off again, I feel more secure in myself. I love how I look. I love my curves. I love my little waist, my big butt and my titties. And no one can tell me that my gender is any different. I dress how I want, depending on how I wake up in the day. And I shout at everybody else that they're beautiful. Because if I can get on stage with my loose skin, my cellulite, my scars, my everything my all my imperfections if i can get on stage and show that then so can you all your perfections <laughs> yeah. exactly. mm -hmm. so i i i get like when i was smaller i got a lot of people coming up to me and saying you know because i was gender bending saying that you know seeing me do it means maybe they could do it too and that was amazing but now since i'm big i get so many people coming to me whether it's just other women talking about seeing a big girl on stage, them assuming I'm a girl, and then other bigger non-binary people or bigger trans men even 
just grateful for just, the representation. Just saying that, yeah. like seeing you unapologetically love yourself. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, I hated myself for a long time. And I told myself on my 29th birthday that I would celebrate my dirty 30s a year early and um, just start not giving an F. And I did, and it was amazing. So when I actually hit my 30s, I had that leg up. <laughs> And I was ready and raring to go to unapologetically love myself because I've spent the last 30 years hating myself. And that's exhausting. And like, here's to the power of visibility, right? Where your your work has shown other people and is visible to other people and has taken us all on this journey of acceptance. Very, very quickly, just to share with you all, like we're all in different stages of our journeys. Also, there is no one correct endpoint for all trans and gender I don't even think people. there is an endpoint. I don't no, either. No. Um, Everyone's journey is different as well. Just to celebrate a little and it being the week of TDOV and talking about euphoria and joy, uh, despite having been on my journey for quite some years now, I'm super excited to announce that later this afternoon, I have my very first testosterone appointment. <laughs> oh, yes! Oh my gosh. That's so exciting. I think I think on that note we should wrap up the episode on a high because that's amazing. Congratulations! Thank you. Um, it's a long and fun, hairy journey ahead of you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in to Transmission, and we'll see you all next week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Thank you so much for listening to Transmission. See you next Tuesday, nine to ten a.m. on Four Triple Z.